0: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: Well, I think Mahomes now wearing three chains, three rings for Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. We are Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Chase. An overtime victory, only the second time in Super Bowl history. We saw an overtime game, 25-22. Kansas City wins their third Super Bowl in five years. Four appearances in five years. Third Super Bowl MVP ties him, that is Mahomes, of course, with Joe Montana and only behind Tom Brady And as Michelle Smallman has said this morning, a goat in waiting is a perfect way of describing Patrick Mahomes, part of a clear-cut dynasty with what we saw last night.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, Patrick Mahomes is absolutely phenomenal. What he was able to do in fourth quarter and overtime was just unbelievable. The guy was surgical. He was 16-22, 154 yards and a touchdown, but then he also had the quarterback scrambles that were able to extend drives, right? He had four runs, three of them for first downs. I think his ability to be able to use his legs as a weapon to threaten the defense opened up opportunities in in the downfield passing game. And and I think that ends up being the difference. But I guess the, the most dominant trait or the superpower that Mahomes has is to be able to be steady in the moment. Like, this guy doesn't panic. He doesn't get flustered. Like, even when guys let him down, they have dropped passes. He calls everybody back to the huddle, and they play the next play. And to have that type of mental toughness where you don't think about the disappointment of the play before, but you focus on the opportunity of the play that's coming up, I think that's what separates him from a lot of the other quarterbacks in the National Football League. And that's why he has so much success on this stage.
3: He, yeah, he's typically a flatliner. Nothing ever rattles this guy, which is why in the regular season, when we saw him getting frustrated visibly, he was demonstrative by what was happening during the regular seasons. We thought, oh, maybe the situation around him, the talent around him, the drops is going to be something that even he can't overcome. But he did it again. I mean, I, I really am thinking a lot this morning about the makeup of this team and about the path that they had to take to get here. And it just illustrates how great he is. They didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher or a 1,000-yard receiver. No problem. They had to go on the road. No problem. They were underdogs in three of their playoff games, the Bills, the Ravens, and the 49ers. No problem whatsoever. Oh, we're at a deficit? No problem. Patrick Mahomes, 8-2 in the postseason when trailing by 7-plus points last night heading into overtime. There's just nothing that you can throw in this guy's way that he seemingly can't overcome, and that is greatness.
1: He is, as you said, goat in waiting, which is a perfect way of looking at everything that he's done. Because a goat in waiting, how I understand your take on this, Smalls, is it doesn't mean he's the goat. I think it's, I think it's a little much for us to say that he's the greatest quarterback of all time, right? Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls, and he did it with two different teams, and he did it over the course of 20-plus years in this league. One MVP is the whole deal. But what, this is the first time we have ever seen someone like this Where you could sit there and say, almost borderline, it's his to lose if he keeps up even remotely near a pace like this. That said, this pace is impossible to keep up. But we're looking at a guy that won three Super Bowls, two MVPs in seven seasons, only six of those as starters, right? So half of the years that he has started as the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, he's won Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. In essence, every other year on average, he is going to win a Super Bowl
4: (laughs) as a starting quarterback.
1: That pace is ridiculous. We cannot expect him to keep that up. But I don't believe we have ever seen a goat in waiting in any sport like this because... People compare LeBron to Michael, et cetera. LeBron had losses, a lot of them, you know, like coming up short before he had the big wins. Mahomes has had big win after big win before any extended period of loss.
3: It's nuts. But it felt like Tiger was that with Nicholas, though, right? Yeah, it did. The goat in waiting. Out,
2: out the gate, yeah. Yeah. But he yeah. hasn't gotten there, and, he, and he's but not he, going to get but there. But he felt like that yeah. person Yeah, he came out out of the gates having success. Right. Yeah, that was at and, that 2000 Masters, yeah.
3: I mean, 97 Masters, if I'm not mistaken. Now, let I don't know you. better than I would. but Let me ask you guys this question. He's not the goat yet. We acknowledge that he has to get to a certain threshold of rings and accolades for him to really be there. He is the goat in waiting. But is there a difference between the GOAT and the greatest player you've ever seen?
1: Yes, because I think that would be like people could look at him and say, this is the greatest player I've ever seen. I've never seen someone do what he has done. I still don't say he's that because I'm going to nitpick and it's not Fair, but in my Brady love and obsession, Brady doesn't settle for a field goal at the end of regulation and he scores a touchdown, right? He leads his team to touchdown. That's ridiculous. It's a hypothetical. I'm putting Brady in a Super Bowl after he retires, but that's where my mind goes, right? Yeah. But that little inch that he still has to go is what I'm looking at. Again, ridiculous and unfair, but I am as much of a defender of the Brady throne as anyone out there. If someone wants to say today, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen, I'm fine with that. He's not the most accomplished quarterback you've ever seen. Right. If you want to say he's the best, that's fine. If we want to sit here and debate, who do you take You know, down six points, two minutes to go, your own 10-yard line, no timeouts? I'll still take Brady, but how can I critique somebody if they take Mahomes? I can't. The golden waiting is the perfect way of saying it because it's still a hat tip to Brady. What I think we have to then—
2: dice- but, he, but he did it twice, though. That's the thing. He did it twice yesterday in the game. He did it with less than two minutes to go. He got the ball back. He drove him put him in the field goal range. They tied it, going to overtime. And then he gets the ball after the 49ers score a field goal in overtime and drives the length of the field again. Like he did it twice. Like the scenario that you outlined yeah. where you would take Tom Brady over Patrick Mahomes <laughs> still. yeah, He just showed you proof of concept not once, but twice <laughs> yesterday. One of them, in, field in, goal. In the Super Bowl.
1: I'm nitpicking. I'm saying a field goal versus touchdown. But let's go here. Instead of doing it with Brady. <laughs> Instead of doing it with Brady, because, CeCe, you and I had the same reaction to this. I tweeted this at Evco Radio. You said it today. We had the same—where our minds went was, leave Brady to the side. You can't put anybody else over this guy right now, maybe. No,
2: he passed Joe Montana last night with that win. I mean, going back-to-back the way that he did, he passed Joe Montana. He's got three Super Bowl MVPs. He's got two regular season MVPs, three Super Bowl wins— I mean, when you put into context the era that he's playing in, which is the salary cap era and knowing that you can't keep your best players because they graduate and become more expensive, the fact that he's been able to have this sustained level of success separates him from Joe Montana. I mean, Joe Montana played in the 80s and early 90s. I mean, there was no salary cap. Like, there was no free agency until the early 90s. So you could keep those teams together forever. Because teams didn't have to contend with other people poaching your players because they would pay him so much more money. Mm-hmm. So think about that. Patrick Mahomes, after trading away Tyreek Hill, which is what the Chiefs did a couple of years ago, all Patrick Mahomes has done is won two championships and gone back to back. Is that all? That's all he's done. <laughs> you got rid of the most expensive, the most explosive player and I think the most expensive skill position player in the NFL. Tyreek Hill makes $30 million a year. You got rid of him a guy that was that had over 1,700 yards receiving this year. You got rid of him, and all Patrick Mahomes has done since is won two Super Bowls.
3: He won with Kadarius Tony and MVS.
2: Yeah. I would
1: argue that getting rid of Tyreek Hill helped him.
2: And now Rishi Rice
1: and Nicole Harmon. It, yeah. it helped him.
2: It helped him. I mean, it's hard to argue other, otherwise. I, I, I don't think it ever helps when you get rid of but the it most explosive the team
1: player. It helped the NFL. team building. Their defense is better than it's ever well, been. Well, the
2: defense is better than it's ever been, but I, I guess it's just it's what it had to be in this iteration. Just because you couldn't hold on to Tyreek Hill, so we're going to transform as a team, and we're going to lean into a defensive identity because we're going to draft all of these players on the defensive side of the ball.
1: Let me circle and they're back. Cheaper players. Mm-hmm. Let me circle back to the QB rankings with Mahomes. Okay, is he closer to one than he is three? Yes. If we're going to say definitively, he's two right now.
3: I think he's closer to one than three.
1: Meaning, if we're putting Brady, Mahomes, Montana, which again, let it's me- it's,
2: it's only it's here's the thing: yeah. if we're talking about top two, it's only it's only Brady and Mahomes, right? Like I don't I don't want it to get too convoluted because here's the thing: I would say that he's probably closer to three than two. I mean, three than one if we're going to go that route. But Smalls, you said something, and I, and I and I and I and I never thought about this. But if he if he three peats next year. Like it's like we're here now. Like we're living in that world where we have to not only have the conversation, but actually make the case that Mahomes could have usurped Tom Brady as the greatest of all time, even though he would be three rings short.
3: Which is why I think he's closer to one because he's on the precipice of that. He's on the precipice of potentially doing something that Tom Brady never did, which means that he he almost has a bullet point that would be higher than Tom Brady in at least some capacity. Now I get it. They have to go back and do it again three times in a row. But I'm not going to doubt him. Are you guys?
1: No, and (laughs) here's the other part of this that I look at. If you think about the last, what do you want to say, 20 years in NFL history, Brady's obviously on on an island by himself. The amount of times that we have fairly crowned Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, et cetera, he is better than all of those guys. He's better in terms of, like, just watch him play and watch them play, and he's better in terms of accomplishments now. He is, through six years as a starter, seven years in the league, I think you have to be clear that he's better than Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers, which is just nuts to think about. And I know Rodgers is still playing, but this guy is the first and only guy that I think you can compare to Brady in this regard. And the NFL, just being the king of everything, did it in a way that is amazing. If you think about where we were with Michael Jordan and then when we got to LeBron James, there's a lot of time in between. They didn't cross over, right? Brady and Mahomes played each other in an AFC title game and a Super Bowl. And then Brady retires and Mahomes is right there. They had no gap in, as Nuno, our producer says, in (laughs) goadiness. They had no gap in goadiness. And I know that's a weird way of saying it, but that is just, again, part of the kingdom that the NFL has created in our sports fan culture. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more information. Coming up, we go upon further review with CeCe. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio.
2: Passion, drive, and patience.
4: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. He still reeks of bacon wrapped with bacon with a side of bacon after a long NFL Sunday.
6: I love bacon, but I never actually say it. Bacon just knows.
0: But man, does he have some thoughts. And bacon, this is Upon Further Review with Chris Ganty.
1: All right, CC. upon further review, after another Super Bowl win for Mahomes and the Chiefs, the dynasty, the one-man walking dynasty (laughs) that is Patrick Mahomes.
3: Running sometimes. Running.
2: Running, running. Running a lot. Running a lot. Yeah, absolutely. What do we got? Uh, Well, first of all, I was disappointed in my eating performance yesterday. I was listening to that rejoin about how I love bacon, which is true. But I was disappointed in my eating performance. Why? I, I, I have to get into it a little bit later. But just did not dominate Super Bowl Sunday as far as eating is concerned, the way that I would have wanted to.
3: Did you, Kyle Shanahan? It?
2: Yeah, I did. Oh, I, I Kyle Shanahan. Well, yeah. here's I, a
1: tease. I, yeah. A a two-and-a-half-hour tease, basically. At 9.30 a.m. Eastern, I have a couple of things ready for us to go on eating and stuff. So get ready. Eating and and stuff.
4: stuff. And stuff. (laughs)
2: All right, so I'm ready to go with, upon further review, Super Bowl edition. Let's go. Let's kick it off with number three. Number three. Chicago Bears, can we stop playing these games? Can we stop playing these games? We know that you're going to trade Justin Fields this offseason. Can we stop pretending like you're actually entertaining the idea of hanging on to Justin Fields and drafting a quarterback with your first top 10 pick this year? Like, can we, can we stop doing that? It's a quarterback-rich draft. We know you're taking Caleb Williams. You're taking Drake May or Jaden Daniels. We know you're taking one of the three, and it's probably going to be Caleb Williams, which means that Justin Fields ain't your guy. Why would you actually have Justin Fields in the building, potentially devaluing him due to injury or or with him being benched only to trade him off in 2025. We know you're not exercising this $20 million fifth-year option, which is due in May. You've got to make that decision. So stop pretending like you're actually willing to hold on to Justin Fields and keep him with whatever quarterback that you take with the first overall pick. You're not doing that. Adam Schefter had the report out there this weekend that they are having the conversations internally, and what that sounds like to me is smoke, smoke, to try to build leverage for Justin Fields and potentially get a first-round pick for him. Don't know if that's going to happen. Not saying it won't, but what I do know is that you're not keeping Justin Fields beyond this offseason. It's just not going to happen.
3: Yeah, come on. Stop playing with us. Stop I,
1: playing with us. I actually kids. think they're doing the right thing.
3: Because <laughs> they're, they're trying until to drive up the they price?
1: Know, uh, no. Until they know that Caleb Williams is not going to ask to be somewhere else, you got to keep that option open.
2: Even if Caleb Williams does want to be somewhere else, you're taking a quarterback. Right. You're taking a quarterback. Like, you're not passing on Drake May or Jaden Daniels either. Like, you're taking a quarterback. That's not after C.J. Stroud. That just doesn't make sense. Like, I I, I just, I, I'm over Chicago Bears playing these games, trying to pretend like, just, we know that you're taking a quarterback at the top of this year's draft. We know that's going to happen. Stop trying to sell us that you're willing to keep Justin Fields going into 2024. You're not. Next.
0: <laughs> Number two.
2: Can we also stop acting like Usher didn't have a top five halftime show yesterday?
3: Thank you. Can we start I
2: don't know what the hell Booger McFarlane was talking about. And it was surprising to me to hear another Kappa, another noob say that, especially because Usher had some of our fraternity brothers as a part of his choreography, his background dancers in the Super Bowl show yesterday. Usher was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, he was in peak performance yesterday, Smalls. You could tell that he had been doing that Vegas residency because the guy was buttoned up. I mean, the choreography was amazing. Think about this. He was actually doing the choreography, the dancing, on a football field, on a grass football field. That wasn't a stage. He was on a grass football field to start out the show. And then when he did graduate to being on a stage, he had on roller skates. The dude was dancing in roller skates while belting out notes. He was singing and dancing on roller skates. If that don't make you a top five halftime show, I don't know what will. Now, as far as the ranking or pecking order, I got Beyonce in there. I got Bruce Springsteen in there. I got Prince in there when he had the Florida A&M band down in Miami. I mean, him singing Purple Rain while it was actually raining. It was iconic. And then Michael Jackson. And then after that, yeah, I think it's on the board that Usher had a top five halftime show yesterday. It was absolutely phenomenal.
3: The people that are hating on this, I cannot understand. I thought he brought everything you wanted. He was singing. He was dancing. It had the the dynamic moments that you expected, the showmanship. It had great guest stars. I mean, when Ludacris came out, I was screaming from the couch. I was so excited. I don't know how people are hating on this today.
2: So was it good or good-good? Oh, it was good-good. Oh, boy. It was good-good. How do you, oh, boy, that? That was, was a good, proper good. question to it ask was, in that was, moment. It was good-good. <laughs> It was good. I mean, it was. He was great. I mean, it was great. It was great. Now, everybody that came out there with him wasn't great. And I know Smalls is going to get to that a little bit later in all of the small things. We got to talk about that. But Usher's performance, I mean, it was, was, as Pat Costello said in our group chat, super solid.
3: You know what? He lost half his body weight sweating out there. Can we not give the man some love today? He gave every ounce of himself in that performance. It was
2: great. It was great. It was absolutely phenomenal. Next.
0: <laughs> Number one.
2: San Francisco 49ers window is closed. It's closed. All right? the way closed? It's closed. Close. Close. The roster is getting older, more expensive, and there's no guarantee that they're going to be healthy moving forward. I mean, outside of Funga, the safety, they were healthy in that game yesterday. But, I mean, even if you look at yesterday's game, all of the injuries they had to contend with – Dre Greenlaw got hurt towards Achilles. We don't know when he'll be back next year. Then you had Debo Samuel. He got knocked out of the game, came back because of a hamstring. George Kittle got knocked out of the game. He had a shoulder uh, at the end of the fourth quarter into overtime. Like, I can't help but think that this is the last time we're going to see this team contend for a championship. And this is not a slight toward Brock Purdy. This is just the realities of the NFL. Like, Hofunga is going into his fourth season, you're going to have to pay him, and this is a guy that made an all-pro team back in 2022. I mean, Fred Warner is going to need more money this offseason. Brandon Ayuk going into his fifth-year option in 2024. He's going to need more money. Chase Young needs a brand-new contract. Javon Kinlaw might need a new contract. You have all of these guys that are going to be coming due that need new contracts. And then on top of that, you've got players, superstars that are aging. George Kittle on the wrong side of 30. Trent Williams is in his mid-30s how much longer are those guys going to be able to maintain that level of productivity relative to what they're making uh, again I, I just I don't think the 49ers are going to be able to get back to this same place this next year and that sucks for some of those Mainstays some of those core guys that have had two cracks at it and did not have an opportunity to break through in smalls my mind automatically goes to what this team could have been had Kyle Shanahan had the three first-round draft picks that they invested in Trey Lance. Mm. I go back to that. What could this team have been? Brock Purdy's still the quarterback. But what could they have been had they had the three first-round draft picks that they invested in Trey Lance? I mean, those are three first-round draft picks that are not contributing to your team's overall success.
1: Do you look at the 49ers as they got there because of Kyle Shanahan or they didn't win because of Kyle Shanahan? Yes.
2: Both. Yes, the See, answer that's is
1: the, yes. That's he's literally Andy Reed in Philly. It's unbelievable. He has become Andy Reed in
2: Philadelphia. But the difference is, this guy has final say over the roster too.
1: But I'm just saying, like, no, Andy I'm just Reid saying, like,
2: that. That I, I only bring that up yeah. because of the Trey Lance decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like that. That's that Kyle Shanahan has to wear that. I know that John Lynch is the GM in title, but. Everything runs through Kyle out there in San Francisco. Not to say that it didn't with Andy, but it's at a different level. Like, that was one of the requisites for Kyle taking the job to be the head coach in the first place. He wanted final say on the roster. And they have a great roster, by the way. They have a great roster. But, But I just wonder, with the resources that they invested in Trey Lance, if they could have that back, if they didn't make that move, would this team have broken through? Would they have won a championship by now? With how close they've gotten, it's hard to say that it couldn't have happened.
1: Okay, so talking out of both sides of my mouth, where you and I disagree, and this is not the first time you and I have had this debate, is you think it's over, I think they got one more year of that window. Now, here's the other side of the mouth. Can we really say anyone's window is open as long as Patrick Mahomes is breathing? I mean, whose window do you look at is even open at this point?
3: If Joe Burrow's healthy, I think the Bengals I don't think they
1: win. I don't think they beat this team. Well, they they have, they have. Them, so they I understand but they're going to be lesser next year too cuz they're going to lose guys. My point is when you win this year, right? We can bicker back and forth as to whether or not this is the perfect way to build it or not, right? But there are flaws in this Kansas City roster. And they oh, just yeah. and they just won for the second time in 2 years, the third time in 5 years. How do we have a, a right to say any window is open outside of Kansas City? Every window is closed at this point in the NFL. There's no like I can maybe go to a place of Harbaugh and Herbert maybe but the Chargers. That's what I'm saying. Exactly right. How do you the go to Chargers? How do you go to any window? How do you look at any, you, you, Philadelphia? No, you're closing it on San Francisco. You can't bring it up with Dallas. Okay, we like Jordan Love in Green Bay. I get that. You're bringing up Burrow, who always gets hurt. Unfortunately, yes, he's great. I mean, you're gonna go Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson now? No. There's no window that you could confidently say is open. It's stuffy in every single room across the NFL. They're turning the air conditioning on because the windows don't open as long as Mahomes is playing. Well, in here's league. the
2: thing though. You say that, and yet with Tom Brady's dynastic run with the New England Patriots, we saw Ben Roethlisberger win a couple championships. Yep. We saw Peyton Manning win a couple of championships. We saw Eli Manning win a couple of championships. So it could happen. Like it, it that's, that's what I'm saying. It, it could happen. You ready to happen. pick any of them? It could happen. I mean, listen, I always pick the Chiefs because they have the the best chance because they have number 15. But even with the dominance that we've seen from Kansas City, it's not as if we haven't seen dynastic teams before in the past and come up short and somebody else win them. Somebody will win a Super Bowl, maybe two.
1: Predicting it right now is impossible because of how good this guy is. Because there's no circumstance – in which he can't find his way. Out, I, you
2: know though. what I don't understand, though? How in <laughs> less, than, less than 12 hours from the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, the odds are out, and the San Francisco 49ers are the favorites to win the Super Bowl how? next year. I just, I don't know. To get I, you to bet. I, I, I don't, I House don't way, know. Houseway. like how? how way. Like how are, the <laughs> chi- how are the Chiefs second? How are they second? How do they have the second how? shortest odds? We just saw the movie. We, we know the we, ending. We, we just saw it. We know the ending. Like, I just,
1: I don't get it.
4: Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C dot
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Mahomes? Brady?
1: Can we do it? Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst, played with Tom Brady in New England. All right, can we do it? Are Mahomes and Brady now in the
6: same sentence? <clears throat> they're in the, you know, how we talk about there's levels to this. Mm-hmm. They're in the, they're in the same room. They're in the mm-hmm. same room. I'm not putting them over over Tom, but they're, damn it, they're in the same room. <laughs> they're in the same room. <laughs> they're in the same room. Damn it. Smalls
1: like, has said that Mahomes is the goat in waiting, which I think is a perfect way of looking at it.
6: Oh, he's tre- he's he's trending. Like, think about it. This dude's only 28. It's crazy. 28 years old. Brady, like literally, his career took off on another level Like once he had like 30. Yeah. Think about what Pat Mahomes already done before 30. And he still has a whole nother runway to go. That's what's scary. What's, actually, what's really scary, if you're the rest of the league, first of all, we can't even, like Pat Mahomes has no contemporaries. None. Right. Like, he's we pissed. need to, like, stop talking about Josh Allen. Thank with you. Pat. Stop talking Joe Burrow. Stop talking Lamar Jack. It's literally Pat Mahomes, and then everybody else is kind of trying to, you know, trying to fight, fight their way in. But
2: there's no one. It's Pat Mahomes and everybody else. Yeah, there's no question about it. I thought with the win last night, he passed Joe Montana. Even though he doesn't have the four rings, he's got three, and he's got two Super Bowl MVPs and two regular season MVPs. And in the salary cap era to have that kind of sustained success over the last five years, that just puts you on another in another stratosphere. But but Damien, before we wax poetic about the Chiefs further, I do want to ask you about the San Francisco 49ers and in particular Kyle Shanahan's call to actually take the ball to start overtime when they won the coin toss. He said that he was concerned about the third possession, if both teams scored on the first two possessions, that he would get the ball on the third possession with a chance to win. Does that rationale, does that explanation make sense to you? And do you agree with the decision he made?
6: Hell no. I don't agree with it at all because I know in my mind, regardless of regardless of the Chiefs' score, I'm getting the ball back. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting the ball back. It's just not old overtime rule. I'm getting the ball back regardless. So I automatically have a chance to respond to whatever the Chiefs do. And so for me, it's just like, no. Like, you defer – Tell your defense, go out there. If I get to stop, if I hold him, it's, let's say at minimum, I hold him to a field goal. Okay, guys, we scored a touchdown, game's over.
3: Exactly. It, like, it,
6: like To me, it, it like it's real easy. Yeah. I don't know why he's trying to twist himself into a press of talking about the third possession. Bruh, put your defense on the field, let them go to work, and then you have the opportunity to respond. Seems simple to me. I don't know what I'm missing. No, it's simple to me too. Yeah. It was simple to Andy Reid because yeah. he said exactly. they would have kicked off if they wanted to talk. Right. So he, he
2: he couldn't make heads or tails of it either. Pun intended. Right. So I just I I'm with you. I just wanted to ask another person that had a, a really strong football acumen because yeah. the decision didn't make sense to me. And you said even if the Chiefs score a field goal. I said, even if they score a touchdown, touchdown. I'm that getting support. the ball back. I get the ball back. Okay, it's it's four down territory, right. the entire possession. That's right. And if I score a touchdown, if I don't want to give the ball back to my homes, I can go for two and go for the win. That's right. That's right. Like, like, it, it, There's there no scenario that makes sense. The only thing that Evan and I came up with we asked, was, that, we what, was that maybe, just maybe, the defense might have been tired because they had just come off oh, the field. Right. The drive that the Chiefs had put together. So maybe if you wanted to use that as your explanation for deciding to take the ball, that would – I still wouldn't agree, but I can understand it. But he didn't say that. He went straight to the third possession, which 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 led Evan and I to ask the question gotta of – got to ask it. Did Kyle Shanahan actually know the rules for overtime in the playoffs? Oh, I would
6: have –
2: we weren't making a statement, Damian. We weren't, we weren't making a statement. statement. We were just asking the question right. because there's no, there's no scenario where it makes sense to take the ball when you win the toss.
6: I, I totally agree. It, you know what? It, this also leads me, lead me to say, man, that last fourth down drive and obviously the, the uh, overtime. It really seemed like anyone who watched the movie The Matrix at the end when Neo, when it finally all comes together, yeah. and he's seeing the code and everything. <laughs> yeah. Like it felt like literally felt like Mahomes was in the Matrix. Like there was nothing the 49ers could do. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Steve Wilkes was throwing cover zero. And that meant for everyone out there, all out blitz. He was throwing three man rushes, four, like all these different pressures. Nothing seemed to phase Mahomes at all. Like that dude was just he he was just in a another zone, man, and so that's why I said like, I think Mahomes is in his Michael Jordan era right now. Ooh. He's in his Michael Jordan era. So that means you think he's going three peat. Listen, he no what I he could, he could. <laughs> think about. But No, no, like 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 think about this. I think most people agree this was probably the most vulnerable version of the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, Without and all
6: man. they did was. Go on the road and beat Buffalo. Go on the road and beat beat the Baltimore Ravens and then beat the 49ers. Remember when they lost to the the Las Vegas Raiders, I think, on Christmas? Christmas Day. And most people like, okay, they're
2: done. It ain't going to happen for them this year.
6: And And all they did was flip a switch and, and, and roll on to go win the Super Bowl. This is the most vulnerable version of the Chiefs that we've seen and they just won another Super Bowl. That is scary very scary
3: it's really scary so you said no one currently playing is in the same room as Patrick Mahomes he's in a room with Tom Brady is there any coach right now in the same room as Andy Reid
6: no no andy reid is in the same room as bill belichick he's in the same room as bill belichick right now i mean think about it. like he's had andy reid has had two different careers himself he's mm-hmm. had his philadelphia where he was very good but he couldn't he couldn't kick through the door mm-hmm. obviously then he goes on, goes to Kansas City, and he gets Pat Mahomes, and now he's in he's in a whole another stratosphere. We're yep. talking about. I mean, if you if you look at the numbers, Andy Reid is not that far behind Bill Belichick as far as like wins, special postseason wins, all those type of things. So Andy Reid, oh year. Andy Reid, like on. think of, Pat Mahomes is twenty eight. Like if Andy Reid, if as long as he doesn't get burnt out. He has a long runway to catch Bill Belichick in this in, in this whole this big picture.
1: Talking with Damian Woody, who has compared Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady and Michael Jordan today. No big deal. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. He's in his Jordan era. No big deal. Is Kyle Shanahan's current career with the Niners the same as Andy Reid's career with Philadelphia?
6: Man, that's a great question. Um, could be. I mean. He's gotten, he's gotten to the Super Bowl a couple times as a head coach. Yep. Obviously, he's had leads that he couldn't sustain. Mm-hmm. But again, this happened in, in, this, in the Jordan era that I'm talking about. Pat Mahomes is literally like, like Jordan right now. He's come up against – Kyle Shanahan's come up against, you know, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, and he's lost twice as a head coach. Yep. I can't, like – it's, it, I can't knock him. Yes, there, were there some questionable things in the game that we could that we could dissect? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, when you're going up against 15, how many times did we we say when when Jordan was going at it yep. and all these you know whether it was the Utah Jazz and you know the, the, all these other teams, could you really fault him?
2: Yeah, couldn't. No, you couldn't fault him. I think what makes it different for Kyle Shanahan versus Andy Reid in the comparison where they were in their first head coaching stops is that we had the biggest implosion in Super Bowl history with Kyle as the OC with the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, like Well, I was me- just talking about as a head coach. No, uh, I know, with a yeah. head coach. But right. that 28-3, impl- that to 3, Yeah, that, that's that, always that, on your resume. That sticks to him. Yeah, it's like, always on your resume. That sticks to him. Like, we, we, we ain't had nothing like that with We're ready. like, nah, bro. Nah, we're gonna nah, we ain't had nothing like that. But speaking of the 49ers, is there a window to win a championship close with this core of players? Um, No,
6: because the quarterback is cheap right now. Okay. I think that's and see that's another aspect of this we got to look at look look, at, look to as well. Think about all the moves that the San Francisco 49ers have made over the past, you know, couple years to kind of really stack this roster. You trade for Christian McCaffrey, trade for Chase Young. You know, you you know you brought in you know, you brought in Trent Williams from from you know the Commanders. No, you did all these moves and you're still coming up short running up against Pat Mahomes. You got to be sick right now the 49ers. <laughs> Sick, so, and I thought Brock Purdy played played well. I thought he played well yesterday. I, I thought he played well. He's
2: fine. Yeah, yeah I thought He's he played fine. well. You know, yes. he
6: didn't do anything. I don't think he he did anything to hurt you know hurt his team. No, but it's just you ran up against one of the greatest quarterbacks we have ever. You know, maybe the, I, I'm not even gonna say ma- the best quarterback that we probably have ever seen. He's the best past, quarterback I have seen, and you know, I played and I played against twelve. Yeah, I mean, I listen, played against Brady in the Super Bowl. You, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen. If you put the the, the physical the, the, the physical traits and all that combine and all that stuff, yeah.
2: Best, best.
6: I've ever seen.
1: Damian Woody will be on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern time. We always appreciate his time with us today. Coming up, I'm over it. But first, CeCe has this from Granger.
2: Oh, yes. For the ones who get it done, like Mahomes and the Chiefs, back-to-back championships, Granger.
4: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: You know, we had the Super Bowl yesterday. A great day for sports, food, entertainment. What could Pat Costello, our producer, be annoyed with today? How can you be annoyed with anything? Let's find out. What do you
7: got for us, Pat? Uh, It's very easy to be annoyed by many things. But first, I'm over. It's brought to you by Freddie and Harry. You can catch Freddie and Harry weekdays from 3 to 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in to get the best Super Bowl analysis from the best former NFL player at ESPN (laughs) and the number one professional radio host of all time. Freddie and Harry weekdays, 3 to 6 Eastern, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Wow, I am offended, Pat Costello. I Uh, can't believe you.
4: Just real quick, it's 3 to 7, actually.
7: <laughs> it There's a typo. Yeah, no, no. Typo. <laughs> Nobody said I was the best radio host. That's why Freddie Coleman's around. <laughs> what do you got, Pat? I don't think there's a been stupider reaction to, to this Travis Kelsey bumping Andy Reid thing. I think that it's so overblown, it's insane. Because they won the Super Bowl, so who cares? I mean, he okay, so he really wanted to be in the game to block, and he bumped his coach a little bit. Who cares? Uh, I actually completely disagree. I think it's
1: actually been underblown, and and I think that if that's a thing or undercovered, whatever you want to say it, I think it's. I think Travis Kelsey is clearly a good guy who's a Hall of Fame player, who's one of the most important players in the last ten years in the NFL. That was one of the worst on-field moments I've seen from Travis Kelsey. Like, so what, like, did you
7: want him to bench him? Like, what do you no, want him to do? I'm not
1: saying to bench him. I'm just saying. I'm, go- I'm not going to play the results and say just because they won, that wasn't a bad moment. Yeah. That was a bad moment for a guy that has basically zero bad moments. That was, a- and I bet you, by the way, not today, because I'm sure he's having fun in Vegas. Give it a week. He'll be on his podcast, New Heights, with his brother. And I guarantee he says, you know what? I wish that never happened that way. I was mad. I had a right to be mad. I wanted to talk to Andy Reid. I wish I never made physical contact with him because it looked bad on television. It was a bad moment.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't show up your coach in that spot knowing that all the cameras are on you. That said, it's the Super Bowl, and we just turned the ball over because the tight end that was in the game to replace me decided he didn't want to block for Isaiah Pacheco. Like like I, I, get I, it, I but It's I, not like I,
1: Kelsey's tra- is a Trent Williams out there.
2: No, he's not Trent Williams, but he he could at least pinch the d- defender from the San Francisco 49. Noah Gray did a drive-by, didn't even touch him. Didn't even touch him. The running back is thinking this guy's blocked, and the and the tight end doesn't even block him. Look, we're showing the play on ESPN too. Like he doesn't even touch him. And his guy is the one that strips the ball. Mm -hmm. Lenore is the corner that strips the ball. The guy that Noah Gray is supposed to block. At least Travis Kelsey can get in the way a little bit longer. So I get why Travis Kelsey was upset at his head coach, but she still can't show a big red in that spot like that.
3: No, it clearly looked like a rage blackout moment for him. I don't even think he probably realized what was happening in real time because you're all, you know, you're, you have adrenaline going through your veins. This is the Super Bowl. So I understand that part of it, but I also think he probably will apologize and retroactively say that looked disrespectful yes. and that he didn't mean for it to come off yeah, that way.
7: that's all I'm saying. Both that. things
3: can exist at the same time.
7: Agreed. Next one, Pat. Brock Purdy was not good. Brock Purdy was... Almost downright bad in that game, and I feel like we're letting him off the hook, and I can't totally understand why. He did not do anything to put his team in a position to actually win the Super Bowl when they had plenty of chances to do that. They should have run the Chiefs off the field in the first half, and they didn't score. It just never happened, and we're, now we're sitting here pretending like Brock Purdy... Played a good game, and he just didn't.
1: I think I I am a bigger Brock Purdy fan than most. I would say he was fine to good. I don't think he was bad. I actually think as bad as the third quarter was with three three and outs – I was more concerned for the Niners after the first quarter with a lead than I was in the third quarter because of the fact that they had so many opportunities. And early on, I actually think Brock Purdy was awesome on that first drive of the game. When CMC fumbled the ball, that was really concerning. I I don't think you could say he was bad. I think Kyle Shanahan put him in a bad spot also because he didn't run the ball enough.
2: Yeah, I didn't think he was bad, but I didn't think he was good either. I'm not saying like he was okay to good. He was fine. Brock Purdy was fine. He wasn't good in the game, because if you were good, you would have converted one of those third downs you had in the red zone either at the end of regulation or in overtime. You didn't. Like, those are the plays that you needed to make in order to be good. He was fine. He was fine. But I just don't know what that means in terms of the San Francisco 49ers winning a championship with this core of players, knowing that Patrick Mahomes or somebody that would have beaten Patrick Mahomes is going to be waiting for him in the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I'm trying to find the line. Like, where is Brock Purdy from championship-winning quarterback to Jimmy Garoppolo? Where is he in that spectrum? I don't know. I don't know. So
1: if you look at Kyle Shanahan with his quarterbacks, right? He had the MVP and Matt Ryan that blew a 28-3 lead. He had the next guy that everybody thought was going to be great in Jimmy Garoppolo had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter and lost. He drafted Trey Lance. Guy really never was a full-time starter. Traded three first-rounders for him. Hit big on, on a lucky pick in Mr. Irrelevant that he's developed really well, and Brock Purdy's been great. Had multiple leads, including five scoring drives yesterday with Purdy, and blew that lead. I mean, he's had every version of a quarterback you could theoretically want and mm-hmm. has not gotten over the hump. So I can't put this exclusively on Purdy last night at all.
3: Yeah, so the connection he threw out is Kyle Shanahan. Yeah,
1: I mean, he hasn't had a Hall of Famer upon arrival, I guess. He hasn't had Aaron Rodgers. hasn't shown up. Tom Brady hasn't shown up. I, we've known he's wanted Kirk Cousins over the course of time. I mean, Kirk Cousins is not. I, I like Kirk Cousins. He's not better than Matt Ryan was when they blew the twenty eight three lead. So I mean, so, the so, point is, it's
2: it's all Shanahan. He's connected to all of this. So we're saying that Shanahan is the reason why Brock Purdy can't win a championship. No, I think I think that he can. But what I'm
1: saying to you is, if we're going to say that he was bad, I would like to ass- assign some of that I didn't blame. Say he was no, bad. not you, Pat. Pat said that. I'd like to assign some of that blame to Kyle Shanahan. That's it. Next one, Pat.
7: Boy, I sure can't wait to hear Freddie and Harry talk about this at 3 p.m. (laughs) Eastern today. It's going to be a great show. Um, I think we need to ban the penny. I think we need to ban all coins, actually. Why do we still have coins? Who uses coins? Nobody. They're just a waste of space, and they're a waste of my time. Ban the penny.
1: I keep a bag of coins in my book bag and a bag of coins in my car, just in case. Just in case of what? Book bag backpack, not a Backpack. backpack. I'm, oh, I'm, book in, bag. I'm in fourth grade. I don't know yeah, if you know that about me. I don't know. I still have coins. I don't know why. It's odd. In case a gumball
7: machine emergency pops up? I
1: don't know. I, I have no explanation as to why I carry coins still. It's emergencies. I don't know. I have no idea. Dude, are there any, even any um, meters that take corns, coins
3: anymore? Some of them do. Some?
1: Okay, so then that's But you're going
3: to usually use a card or there's an app. For Actually,
2: I think I did run in one of those meters when we were in uh, Vegas East last week. Really? When we were in West Hartford. Yeah, the meter. I think I paid with, I think, I, I think they had coins as well as cards. Yeah, I think you could pay with coins or a card.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and we
2: can't it still the Now I'm trying to think if I even paid the meter. I don't. You didn't pay the meter? Oh, you boy. parked on the street, you didn't pay the I meter? I must have, but I don't... But
7: hmm.
3: well, you didn't get a ticket?
7: So what are the coins for then?
3: Now I'm trying to... Scratch off. I don't know what
1: happened I now. Have no I have no idea. How did I lose my memory all of a sudden? Yeah. I do remember CeCe ordering two great entrees for, <laughs> for a meal, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yes, well, I one was fun.
2: awesome, one was mid. But, yeah. No, it was awesome that you
1: ordered the yeah. two. That was, yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, Pat.
7: Uh, briefly, the, everything that happened at the Phoenix open, the golf tournament was a complete embarrassment to golf and a joke. And they need to fix that tournament oh, desperately God.
1: golf snob. Hey, people had fun. Fans were enjoying themselves. Oh my God. They were screaming. When they're there in the back a, they're
7: actively ruining the tour. The actual golf being played. Oh, it's God. bad. It's a bad thing yeah, for the sport. It's the most paid attention to non-major in golf. Would you agree? Gee, sure. <laughs> now for all the wrong reasons.
1: What people? I- I'm as it's not, anti- has nothing to do with golf. I- I'm as anti-fun as could be. W- we're gonna really hate people for having fun at a golf tournament. No, no, <laughs>
7: it's fine to have fun, it- but when you start ruining the tournament, it's a bad thing. It's an embarrassing, uh, an embarrassment.
1: Okay, that was all brought to us by
7: Freddie and Harry, three to seven on ESPN Radio. You
1: sound very confident today. <laughs> he back to back, three and five.
0: Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.